Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. Good morning. And welcome to You Have Offended This Podcast. Uh, This is the podcast where we review old and new martial arts movies. I am your host, Mike McCarran. With me, as always, the baddest mofo lowdown around this town, Chad Lindsay. What's going on, man? enough. Hey, how are you, man? I'm good, brother. This uh, fucking movie holds up. Yeah, man. I'm excited to talk about this one. I... uh, I know you watched it a lot. I watched it a lot. We watched a lot together. Um, and I would watch it again recently. Before we did this, I actually said, I don't even need to watch this motherfucker. Like, I've watched this movie <laughs> so many times. I can recite it. But uh, <laughs> I did watch it again because it uh, just popped up on Netflix. So I'm pretty pretty stoked. It did. I, I thought I remembered more than I did because I hadn't watched it in forever. Um, and then when I saw it pop up on Netflix, I was like, oh, we fucking have to rec- what, do that as, as the podcast. Yeah. Um, but when I did, I watched it and took a bunch of notes and then I watched it again, uh, maybe not last night, but the, the night prior and just to watch it. And it, I, I'll watch this shit all the time. It's a good movie, man. It totally holds up. Well, I mean, this kind of goes a little bit outside some of the, you know, martial arts films, not always, but martial arts films are typically done low budget but this one was actually done and shot um you know more like a like a hollywood film and you know it really didn't get its due in the theater like it just basically got its ass kicked but home did i look that up yeah man like home video was like the shit for this vhs tapes like we're flying off the shelves from you know little kids in sackful picking up this tape <laughs> all over the world. I'm sure me and you made up like a third of this budget. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I looked it up. It, it was, uh, it cost $5 million budget. It made 1.7 million theaters. Oh my God. So I'm sure, I'm sure it made that back on home video. Oh yeah. Um, that's home video is where it's at. Like I, I'd never even heard of it doing a theater run. Uh, no, God, no. You know, and it the, came out in 89. Yeah, like we were in high school um, and we would like, you know, in those days, it was really the cover art that really got you going. But in those days, you know, you couldn't just stream a movie. You had to put some time and effort into it. You go to the store, you'd look at the martial arts section if your store was cool enough to have a martial arts section. Which ours was. Yeah. Well, you know, we had like 70 (laughs) video (laughs) stores. It's a good point. You you (laughs) You know, three kilometer strip. But yeah, this one, this one, uh, I just remember seeing it and renting it. And I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. Yeah, James Earl Jones. Um, right. Yeah. And uh, I was like, geez, that looks like a dude version of the chick from Pretty Woman. Um, and <laughs> picked, it up, picked it up. And uh, I don't know how many times I rented it. Like we rented, like in those days, people didn't have huge uh, home video collections. Um, no. Yeah, rented because well, VCRs were were the size of a fucking coffee table. Yeah, exactly. Back in those days, <laughs> and the remote control had a cord that went across the carpet to your television. Yeah, you, like, you put your feet up on the VCR and your drink <laughs> and, your, right. and your steak dinner and your jalapeno poppers. 
<laughs> a pig yeah, with was... an apple in its mouth. But yeah, no, this was, <laughs> Not the, uh... this was this was awesome. I really love this movie. Fuck yeah! I was I was gonna say like if if people watch this movie, if somebody watches this movie and they don't like it, like we can't be friends. This is fucking oh, cool. It's a cool as fuck. Murder them. We're gonna fight. Yeah, we're gonna fight if you don't like this movie. I heard I heard through somebody say, and I think it might have been. Oh fuck! I can't remember. But the, Ch- this is Chuck Liddell's favorite movie. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because he's he's martial arts dude. Okay, before we actually get into the movie, I wanted to run a quick question by you because we used to drive around and do top five lists all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wrote mine down off the top of my head, and I wanted to ask you because I'm going to assume there's going to be a significant amount of overlap. But give me your top five martial arts movies that involve a tournament. Oh, that involve a tournament. Well, number yeah. one, I got to go right out of the gate, Enter the Dragon. Yep. Um, <laughs> that was the shit. And just to compare it to to this film, in the opening of this film, there's a bunch yes. of guys practicing punches and kicks, very much like Enter the Dragon. I have that exact for, note. Except for the guys in Enter the Dragon were legit guys that they found down at the docks or whatever. <laughs> the guys doing punches not martial artists. at the opening of Enter the Dragon are not martial artists. So, yeah, no, my they're top not. five featuring a tournament. Uh, the one that I, I got to give it just for rewatch time. Um, rewatch time, I've I've got to give to Bloodsport because at, <laughs> at this time in the night, 19- as I said, significant overlap. <laughs> uh, that whole thing with the Kumite and Jean Claude yes. and goddamn Forrest Whitaker going through the fucking alleyways and eating garbage oh, yeah. Chinese like that. <laughs> that one was uh, really really good. Oh yeah. um, Jesus, you're catching me off guard here. Um, yeah, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to put you on the no, spot. No, no, but... no, no, no. That's okay. Um, if I were to go through, I, I remember they I'm don't need to say, be in a, in a no, specific no, 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 order. No, just no, no, I'm going to give. I'm going to go with the Karate Kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not not the best. Not the best martial arts uh, as a film, but overall, yep. a, a fantastic, uh, a fantastic film fantastic uh storyline acting like everything it was just an amazing movie and you know really comes down to uh a tournament and of course you got uh you know, get him a body bag line uh, <laughs> right <laughs> in there which was uh also incredible so i sweep I'd the leg those, johnny I, i'm gonna i'm gonna end on my top three just because uh i'm not sure okay. where i would go next the other the other two that i wrote down off the top of my head were the quest the 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 other John Claude Van Damme one, Van the flashbacky yeah, old timey one. That was just, okay. You, you and I went and saw that in the theater. We did. That was we did, good. and that was the the theater. Like the the movie itself was kind of. Eh. I only picked that as my number four. My top three were the exact same that you just said. <laughs> yeah, the thing and with, Enter Bloodsport and Karate Kid were my the top thing three. With the quest is just it ended so suddenly that just flashes to Jean Claude Van Damme with a bunch of old makeup on, and he's like, "So I won the tournament, and then I got the kids off the streets." And, it's and like, that's oh, that. And that is the end of this. Day. Smash cut credits. Like, yeah. it's not a good movie. The only reason I put it in was because I I liked the the styles that they put in the tournament. And again, I'm remembering 20 years ago. Like I watched them all. Like I watched Blood Fist. I watched American Kickboxer One. I don't know why there was a fucking one. Like, <laughs> like, it's like Leonard Part Six. Yeah, like it legit said <laughs> American Kickboxer One. I was like, who puts a one? Like, that's <laughs> you're pretty optimistic <laughs> about your success right. at the box office about your financial success of the um, movie. <laughs> but I really think that those three uh, 
uh, dominate. And then of course, yes. you know, you can add this one for four. Uh, and then I, I added, I added best of the best for five. Yeah. Um, yeah. This the is... other ones, when I looked them up, there was, there was a couple other ones that I thought would be like, yeah, they're okay. Like remember Mortal Kombat? Yeah. I wouldn't put that on the list. But... Oh no, it didn't even, it didn't even come up in my list. I looked it up and I was like martial arts tournament movies and I Googled it and then Mortal Kombat. I was like, yeah. Dude, uh, the number all right. of goddamn K-Way karate school jackets in the 90s when that came out. <laughs> like, I saw it in the theater, right? With a couple of guys from my dojo. And yep. there was like there was like 19 dojos there, all wearing their goddamn karate school jackets. And then, the K-Way ones that folded yeah, up into the pouch and, and the fanny pack. Yeah, yeah and that, that goddamn movie, like, it, the, it didn't care if you were Taekwondo or Kung Fu or karate. It didn't care. You, the only thing that mattered was the raging, kick-ass rave soundtrack <laughs> that everybody yep. fell in love with. Right? It's like, Mortal oh yeah, combat. Somebody was doing some sort of kata to that song, like, or those dude, weapons right. katas where they'd spin the swords and the bow staffs. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like that was, that was goddamn intense. Get over here. That was God, that was intense, man. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> the music made that whole movie because the martial arts in it, if I remember again right, were not spectacular. <laughs> they weren't great. No. Well the acting was, was and not great. There's that. You know um, the, well, we'll have to do an episode on but you know as fucked as like we're watching it and all of a sudden it's like, oh look, it's Raiden. And he's like, hey, guys, it's me, Raiden. I was like, is that Christopher yeah. Lambert there? Like, <laughs> Hello, guys, it's me, Raiden. Hey, he has that weird Christopher Lambert that. accent that's not yeah. from anywhere in particular. <laughs> you got a funny accent, Nash. Where are you from? Lots of different places. It's like, okay. <laughs> All right, so sort of French, Fuck, but man. not French, but whatever. Yeah, I, anyway, I will, I've watched all the martial arts movies I can get my hands on. And I do remember yep. going to theater with that. I do remember every goddamn karate school dojo every every on earth everybody, everybody <laughs> just like packing the theater and uh yeah it was a good time good time it's so like your name off those three but i mean if you even go down to like a tournament and it wasn't even a tournament movie but there's a tournament that plays in it is that goddamn one iron and silk the, the, the oh movie. yeah 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 i enjoyed that movie that was really well done like just that was dope budget. as shit yeah like you know anyway let's uh yeah, very let's martial arts movie yeah very much so martial artists movie um okay so for this movie starts off 1989 um like you said the beginning very enter the dragon uh with the taekwondo dudes doing their thing and after they sow the field of the taekwondo guys doing their thing they smash cut to the automobile factory where eric roberts is welding a car door or something and he has what i'm what i can only describe as glorious hockey hair um that shit is flowing um, in this movie, he is 33 years old, um, as a, as a person, not as the, the character, but Eric Roberts is 33 in this movie. Um, as he's leaving work, he bumps into Mr. Blue from Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Eddie Bunker. Yeah. Eddie Bunker. Kind of awesome to see him in here. And he then, uh, he wants to, he asks to go out, but he has to go see his son and he goes to see his son who is learning how to ride a bike. Now I was watching, as I watched the film, I was <laughs> going back to watch it again. I was like, Walter, the son looks real old to be learning how to ride a bike and he's letting him go. And Walter's like, I'm doing it, dad. I'm doing it. He's like, yeah, you are. You're awesome. Yay. And I was like, he should know how to ride a bike by now. And when I looked it up, he's playing in the movie. 
he's five. Because Eric Roberts, like, he's five. My son's five, yeah. and he's awesome. He's yeah. 11. Yes. At the time of filming of this movie. And I remember thinking, he looks like 10, because I have a 10-year-old. And I was like, he looks like around the same age as my kid. <laughs> he should be. And he's 11. So he's yeah. playing five. Anyway. Well, he later so gets they... hit by a car. So Walter's not really, you know, on, on the ball. On the ball, I mean. <laughs> he's, he's not an enough. intelligent child. <laughs> he, he is playing his five. Bike. He was riding his bike. This whole thing is a catalyst for later. I'm cutting you off. I'm sorry. I'm no, going, please. I'm going later in the movie, but the irony is that Eric Roberts <laughs> teaches Walter how to ride a bike and then fucking leaves. And while he's at his U.S. karate team tournament, Walter was riding his bike in the street and gets hit by a fucking car. So Because he's if, left alone with his grandma, who's clearly not Alex doing anything. Brady was a bit of a better father, he would have been there. I'm... I'm, I'm I'm kidding. But anyway, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, okay, smash cut. They go to uh, Philip Ree, who is Tommy Lee, uh, teaching his Taekwondo class, and he gets a letter. Now, I don't know if you picked up on this, but everybody, um, Alex and Tommy and the other members of the team, they all get a letter inviting them to try out for the U.S. National Karate Team. Now, Tommy's letter, did you notice this? The word congratulations, you have been invited. The word congratulations in Tommy's letter is spelled wrong. <laughs> Did you I know that? I did not notice that. <laughs> C-O-N-G-R-A-D. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> nice. Trying out for the U.S. National Karate Team. And we will get to why we say it like that in a little bit. But, okay, it's the U.S. National Karate Team, and this is what we have bitched about since day one of watching this movie. They're doing Taekwondo. Yeah. They're not fucking doing karate. Now, I know that's probably a little bit of inside baseball, but... I don't even think it is like, I think it's pretty immediate that you realize that this is, that this is Taekwondo. Like anybody who's ever studied any martial art knows. Yeah. Like, but I think you that can kind of overlook it. I think they do a lot of this film. I, I, I think that because this film has a larger budget that, that some arsehole producer was just like, yeah. like I could, I could, I could see it. Like this. Yeah. Philip they're Lee, not going to know. They're not going to know. Just make it karate. Well, it's not karate. It's karate, right? It's, it's Taekwondo. It's Korean. Ah, it's yeah. karate. What's that chop talking <laughs> shit you do? Yeah. 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 It's karate, I, right? I, right. I, I don't know that for sure, but I'm sure that it was something along those lines to make it more accessible. Um, yeah. To That would not surprise me people. at all. Yeah. yeah I'm at sure that so. it was something It was something like that. I would assume that it was written as a Taekwondo film and they were like, now nah, make it karate. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Well, uh, Philip Reed produced the film like he created the movie basically yes so i'm 100 percent sure he he wanted it to be like the u.s national taekwondo team and like you just said i'm a hundred i would bet all the money i will ever make in my life that some shithead producer was like nobody's gonna know what taekwondo is boy what's that shit? karate <laughs> well, that's karate right let's call it karate. It's the u.s national karate team right just do whatever you do nobody's gonna know like yeah somebody did that a hundred percent yeah so all right so then they cut back to uh, eric Roberts, Alex, they cut back to Alex and his, his, um, I'm going to call her supportive, uh, mom, I guess, because she now says, you're not actually going to try out for this team. Are you like, really? And she says, your shoulder is, I, I believe the quote was junk. Yeah, <laughs> your shoulder is junk. junk. Yeah. Um, you might get paralyzed. And I have in my notes here, Walter is definitely older than five. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. cause that, uh, Eric, not Eric. Alex goes in to talk to Walter and ask if it's okay if he goes away for three months. And Alex promises to win his kid a medal, which 
we'll get to in a little bit. Mm. And then he just fucks off and leaves his five-year-old kid with his grandmother for three months. Yeah. So good on him. Um, so now we cut to fairly ominous footage of very focused Koreans uh, going through their motions and picking the Korean national team. And you have Dehan ominously showing up with the coach of the team doing the Korea, Korea team Yeah, I chant. thought that was awesome. It's dope as shit. Like, and they're doing, like all the guys there, from a movie perspective, every guy on this Korean team, coach included, are all super legit martial artists. Yes. So I think that's one big reason why the martial arts are so awesome in this film is because they're all legit. So all those dudes that are doing martial arts in the field are probably just all their students. Oh, yeah. Like it's it's clearly, you know, I, I, I joked about it comparing it to Enter the Dragon earlier. But I mean, it is clearly um, you're dealing with like real martial artists down um, on the field when they're picking the team, like and they're doing yes. the move. like it's 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 done very well there's a lot of good things about this film it's corny as shit but they did a lot of things in the production of this to make it look uh very believable i guess in movie sense yeah yeah 100 percent. and that really really comes through and it 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 comes through to the point where it really makes me overlook some of the questions that i have about the movie later and and Mm -hmm. have had already it makes me kind of be like oh okay i'm cool with that because all this other shit that matters in a martial arts movie is really solid in there. Yeah. And I, I, I still feel the same way today as I did then. Like I, I, I saw all that stuff back then. I was like, Oh yeah, well yeah, it's Taekwondo. It's not karate, but there's good production yep. values and stuff. So yeah. And the fights are awesome. Fights are great. And to be, you know, to be blatantly honest, Taekwondo with respect to looking good in a movie On film oh, is God, better than yeah. karate. It's better oh. than a lot. Of, it's better than MMA or jujitsu. Like it's just better. Yeah. It looks awesome. You know? So they smash cut from Korea to the tournament to figure out who's going to be on the U S national karate team. Yeah. And here is where we meet Chris Penn. Chris Penn, uh, is coming off of his role as Willard in footloose, which was in 1984. And he is, he's basically playing Willard again. Except if Ren in Footloose taught him how to fight rather than how to dance. Yeah. That's really the only difference here. So Chris Penn in this movie, uh, he's 24 years old. He looks slim. He looks good. He's got the ghetto blaster. And uh, he rolls in like he owns the fucking place. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a dick to Eric Roberts. He's a, he's a dick to, to Alex when he tries to borrow his finger tape. Yeah. yeah. He fucking doesn't give it to him. He's a fuck you. <laughs> Takes it away. And then he, uh, Alex and Tommy meet each other. I don't know if you noticed, well, obviously you noticed, but what kind of stance is Eric Roberts using when he's fighting? Oh, some sort of stage director stance. Yeah. Like he's doing some weird Philly shell producers, like put your hand up here and put your other one down yeah, there. Yeah. I, I don't recognize it. Like somebody it, came in again and was like, do this. It'll look cool. Cause he's leaving the whole fucking left side of his face open. <laughs> it's, it's not a good stance. <laughs> the stuff that he does, Eric Roberts, like, first of all, like, not to digress, but Eric Roberts looks fantastic in this film. He's fucking yes. shredded as yeah. shit. And they all acting, are. He overacts a fair bit. Um, it fits and, though. And his like Philip Ree for the American team is basically the only fucking guy that looks fantastic uh, yeah. in this film. Alex Alex looks like um like a dance choreographer 
put his put his shit together. Like yes, and you know, whatever. He, I'm and again, I'm okay with it. Like there's a lot of things with this film. Like yeah, I'm okay with that because yeah. Philip Ree is really the the star of the film. Even though they've got Eric Roberts on the cover, he's yeah. to me he was the supporting actor in this film. Yeah, it's very Big Trouble in Little China where Kurt Russell's the star, but he's kind of actually the sidekick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a great point. So they go in uh, for the tournament and a lot of one-hit KOs for the tournament. I Now, the, when they get through the tournament and they sort of pick the American team, I, I, I don't know why everybody is sitting facing away from the podium in the dark. I don't kind of get that. But whatever, they announce the team and it's Travis, who is Chris Penn, and Virgil and Sonny and Tommy and Alex, they get picked. They go to the locker room, and this is where we get sort of our first kind of real introduction to James Earl Jones as the coach. Everybody's kind of talking to each other, trying to get to know each other, and uh, I forget what the trainer's name is. What's the trainer's name, dude? Do you know? Frank Cuzo. No, no, the the trainer oh, guy with the, the glasses. Oh, uh, shit. I forget that guy's name with the really is it weird Don? fake accent. Yeah, I think it's Don. Yeah, so Don's trying to get their attention, and then James Earl Jones goes all fucking James Earl Jones on everybody. <laughs> At ease! He gives yeah. the big fucking speech. Um, he just takes the fuck straight over. And uh, this is where you get the, the tagline of the movie that's on the poster where he says, I'll say this only once. A team is not a team if you don't give a damn about one another. You are now members of the U.S. National Karate Team. And from here on out, every time anybody says the word team, it's always team. Yeah. Which is <laughs> fucking awesome. James Earl Jones <laughs> turned the word fucking... team into a three-syllable fucking word. <laughs> and that's what I love about fantastic. it. Like, it's like, fantastic. Yeah. You are now part of the U.S. Karate Team. Like, sweet. Say it again, Frank. <laughs> Do that again, Duco. The, Cuzo. Yeah, the 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 training tournament was great. Uh, I actually liked James Earl Jones, even though he kind of feels like he doesn't fit in this film, which makes him fit in even more in a really weird way. Like, yeah, like he. I don't know. Like, I half believe that he's a U.S. karate team coach, and half of me is like he's just shoehorned in. Because he's got like yeah the arena that they're fighting in he's got a fucking office like like <laughs> a legit office like, like a real a legit, office with a desk and shit yeah like a gentleman's study from a 1950s <laughs> sitcom right? like it's a big office it's like but Sam's like, office in Cheers like why do you have an office that big in a bar <laughs> yeah like the square footage wise that never made sense <laughs> no. but anyway anyway. <laughs> That's back to funny. Frank in his luxurious, luxurious office with like <laughs> 700 books on the wall. Um, so they pick the team and um, the, the money guy or whatever behind the team doesn't want Alex because his shoulder's fucked up. And Kuzo stands up for Alex and wants him on the team. So then he goes in and he tells the team that he's basically they're his for the next three months. He's going to fuck them up and make them eat, sleep and shit karate or whatever. Mm. And then he says, you got one more night. Training starts tomorrow, so go to the bar, try and get laid, do your shit, and sends them off for a, for a, for a bar fight. Basically, he sends them off for a bar fight. Well, they need, the story needed them to have a bar fight, so. Oh, it was the 80s. They needed a bar fight in this. So 
they go in, the team goes in to sort of get their room set up. And <laughs> this is where they walk in. And as they're walking in, Travis, Chris Penn's character, walks Tommy into the fucking wall. And he goes, oh, so sorry. Yeah. Like, he's super fucking racist. This, this is the one thing on the rewatch. Like, I knew Chris Penn was racist <laughs> when I was a kid watching this. Yeah. But I didn't realize that he was like full-blown card-carrying 100%. <laughs> like, he is so racist in this movie. It hit hard. Like, I was looking at it, and when he said that, I was like, fuck, really? Jesus. I don't know. It was a different time or something, because I don't remember being that taken aback by it. Uh, I, well, I remember all those. I remember all those moments from it, but I was just like, Jesus. Like, he... I don't know. Maybe it's just his tone, because I knew it was racist then. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, ooh, that that's an '80s racist tone. Like that's got a yeah. Lot of, that's got a lot of sting behind it. <laughs> it's like, got some stank on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, Jesus. So everybody gets settled. Ta- uh, fucking Travis shadow boxing in the mirror is hysterical. <laughs> that is the funniest goddamn thing. <laughs> he looks in his fucking looks- suit with his hat on. He looks like my dad, like before he goes to the pub, like he just goes up to the mirror, fires a couple of whistlers into the mirror, grabs a bottle of Olin's, takes a sip. You know. And then he's trying to get Virgil to come out with him and Virgil's meditating or some shit. And this, this fucking part cracked me up. Is it? Come on, Virgil. Virgil. Come on, man. Let's go to the bar. Meet some girls. We're talking inner and outer labia. Yeah. <laughs> He leaves and Virgil, he doesn't leave. He goes to the door and Virgil kind of snaps out of it and looks at him. Hey, Travis. Yeah. Inner and outer labia. And in my head, like I didn't even at the time I thought it was hilarious, but now I'm like, dude, you can't have one without the other. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, if you, if you're knocking on the outer labia, she's going to let you in most of the time if you're there like if you're at that point well, it's just like yeah because it makes no sense because sometimes guys are like hey just the tip just the tip and she's like no just the outer just the outer lady <laughs> just the that's fair <laughs> just the outer lady. Not the, the, inner the other side of the tea is from the girl perspective just back, the outer labia back just that's all you get today <laughs> yeah, I thought that hold was, back I that's like that was fifth base or something fifth. Oh. <laughs> so then they go to the bar bar fight was fucking awesome i love i love that part of the movie it was it's the shit it's it's so good and the the part that caught me that i forgot about in the bar fight was first of all virgil picking up the girl with alex and uh tommy doing sort of running commentary on virgil like spilling the drink on the girl it was fucking hysterical It cracked me totally up. It's like, he spilled a fucking drink on her and she's getting her number. What the fuck is going on now? Where are we? Yeah. What's happening? Like, how's yeah. this happening? <laughs> and then Travis picking up the thug guy who is obviously going to start the bar fight. That's Kane Hodder, dude. What? That's Kane fucking Hodder that plays For Bert. real? For real. Oh, I didn't even know that. Holy shit, <laughs> really? fucking Voorhees. Holy shit. That Travis picked a fight with. Jesus, he picked a fight with Jason Voorhees. Yeah. He's not screwing around. So he, he Travis takes Jason Voorhees' girlfriend out to the bar and is grabbing her ass. 
And when Jason comes over, I like how you just called him Jason now. Throws he throws the punch. Travis moves his head off the center line, and Jason smashes his girlfriend in the face. That like, was great. Square in the fucking face. <laughs> like that stunt woman took a shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck, because I remember like, whoa, he fucking hit her. <laughs> Dropped her like a fucking pin got pulled out of her neck. Yeah, she went down. <laughs> she and went then down. the funniest part was he smashes her in the face and she goes down. And immediately Travis changes and goes, that's a good move, Bert. Don't take any lip from her. Yeah, don't take any shit off her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was totally throws her under the yeah. bus right away. <laughs> like, Don't take any guff off for fuck. Yeah, that was. Oh, holy shit, that was funny. As you know, as funny as a woman getting fucking punched in the face can be, I guess. Yeah, the, I mean, then immediately <laughs> after, a guy comes walking up to Philip Ree with a with a cigarette just hanging off the fucking. Like he could not get that cigarette further out of his mouth. It's like. He was like 99.5% hell-bent on quitting. I'm going to spit this cigarette out of my mouth. It's my last one. It's just He couldn't take a drag if no. he wanted to. No. Like, he was literally head in his mouth, but it was all secondhand smoke. Like, <laughs> And Tommy, of course, kicks it out of his was, mouth. Which Doesn't, was dope. Yeah. Which was dope. Yeah, which was the shit. Doesn't want to fight, but kicks it out of his mouth. And then hilariously Alex is on the phone in a little vestibule outside the bathrooms with yes. his kid as the bar fight erupts. Now at some point, and I can't remember when in my notes here, but Cuzo um, comes into the bar. Yes. So he's sitting at the bar, sipping a fucking poos cafe or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? He's just, he's just enjoying himself. <laughs> this fight erupts around him and he doesn't give a fuck <laughs> that it's his national karate team in a fucking bar fight. <laughs> they might get stabbed with a bottle or fucking smashed over the head with a fucking <laughs> a fucking chair oh, rail or I some got, shit. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. Got a perforated lung. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you want to be part of the team? Toughen up. <laughs> Toughen up. Everybody has their challenges. <laughs> Like, fuck, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. He doesn't give a fuck. There's a tournament coming up. Like, it's rare to get out of a street fight without a broken hand. <laughs> yeah. And these motherfuckers are throwing people through railings yeah. and shit. Philip Marie flips a dude on top of a, a fucking, what are those called? Uh, I was going to say ping pong table, but it's a fucking. Well, uh, foosball. What's it called? Pinball. On top oh, of the pinball, pinball machine, remember? Oh, yeah. And it blows up. Virgil smashes that uh, the swinging pool light into the oh, dude's yeah. face, which was awesome. So they beat the shit out of everybody in the bar, basically. Um, one thing that I thought was hilarious is as after Eric Roberts kicks one dude through the front window of the bar, and they're all like, okay, we got to go. Let's leave, team. And Kuzo grabs everybody and leaves. Somebody in the background yells, who's going to pay for all this? Yeah. <laughs> they just, like, completely trash this bar. Some poor bar owner's like, Fuck. <laughs> His whole bar, his whole life is yeah. ruined because these fucking assholes ruined it. <laughs> oh, so that's the bar fight. It's fucking awesome. Right Definitely into, watch uh, that part. Sally Kirkland shows up out of the blue. Yeah, legs. She rolls up and uh, I don't know what it is about her. Like, she's got that 
she's got that Barbara Streisand thing where like sometimes I look at her and I'm like, she's really hot. Like she's awesome. And other times I'm like, I don't, why don't her teeth separate when she talks? Mm. Do you know, like it's, there's a weird kind of back and forth thing. She's, she's good in this movie. It's, she's good. The writing for her isn't awesome. Like she's not a super awesome character per se, but she's yeah, awesome. I, I, I thought she was okay in it. Yeah. Yeah. She she was. There's a couple things later that I'm going to get into that were kind of like, what the fuck? But that's a character thing, not her fault. Yeah, I think she did really great. Yeah, like she shows up and, you know, just basically she's there to kind of butt heads with Frank. She does a few things, but I don't know if she actually drives the story for the guys forward, really. But anyhow, yeah. No, she's the she's the 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 mental coach as as it is. Right. <clears throat> bringing them sort of the, the mental way there. So this is where the Kuzo really brings out the team because they have the, the jackets there yeah. now. Um, but you don't get to wear them until you're a team. So they don't get those yet. So this is where they have to do the laps. Um, Catherine gives her little Vince Lombardi yeah. speech. Um, right after that, they're going to bed. And that's the scene where uh, Alex and Tommy are hitting the sack. And... Alex asks Tommy if he has any brothers or sisters and Tommy shuts him right the fuck down. Good night. Shuts him off. So, you know, something's up there. And then they cut to the Koreans who are throwing the fuck down with their training. They're doing those hopping pushups down the stairs and shit. Fucking awesome looking. The cinematography for the Koreans was. I I, I got to step in here, man. Like this is one of the reasons why this goddamn movie is so good. It's fucking montages. Like, that was yes. the thing, like you, those '80s action movies, the good martial arts movies. They all had montages, and it's like yeah, Rocky. Like Rocky had them. Karate Kid had them. Like this, this is what lets you know that you're watching, watching it. It's just like, hey, what's that? Uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. When you have to show a passage of time, <laughs> you do a montage. Montage. Yeah, so, anyway, it's a it's a great montage. And uh, the music is... And there's a bunch of them. Fucking, I was about to say, they go back-to-back montages. Right after this, there's like... (laughs) Hey, the the dialogue is essentially, hey, man, that was pretty good montage. Yeah, ready for another one? Montage! And they they (laughs) fucking go immediately. (laughs) Immediately into a second montage. (laughs) Which is... And it's... And they're good. Oh yeah, they're 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 like they're legitimately good. Yeah, I I, I love that shit. Training montages are the shit. Oh. They get me going in every every movie. It was this was a good one. Yeah, I'm kind of predictable about those because they're, they're the same for me. Like I'm watching this and I can't not get psyched up and want to go do something physical. Yeah. No, every time I watch it, like the 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 American dudes are like you know, hitting pads and kicking shit. And the Korean guys are running around in the snow and yeah. shit. Very Rocky, by the way, when they're running through oh, the yeah. snow, Chris Penn sleeping during the yoga, which was fucking dope. I yeah. love that. That was awesome. And then the, the quick thing here they go into and they smash out of it to go to the explanation of Kuzo saying that we're fighting with Eastern rules. So if it's a tie, they got to break the cement uh, tiles yeah. or whatever the fuck they are. So this is where Wade inexplicably in her, karate uniform or taekwondo uniform and she goes up and demonstrates and breaks the whatever it was five things with a slow motion not great strike but very cool in the time uh she broke all those uh cement boards and eric roberts was suitably impressed Mm. by that and they cut from that 
to one of the coolest shots in the whole fucking movie. Oh, the guys doing the, of the Korean guys in the yeah, snow chopping doing, the trees, doing the old Japanese Fuck shot chops on the goddamn trees. That was awesome. And the snow was falling yeah. off the trees. It was awesome. It was fucking the coolest shot in the movie. Well, second coolest. There's a one coming up we'll talk about, but very, very, very cool. So then they cut to the scene where the boys are eating lunch in the cafeteria, and Travis is the most racist shitbag in the world to Tommy, where he talks about, he asks Virgil about eating that Chinese stuff, and you're going to, what did he say? Your eyes will slant up, and your dick will shrink up, and you look like Tommy over there. Open up a laundry (laughs) is what he said. Open up a laundry, that's right. And first of all, like, I think all the other guys are laughing, but they're laughing like, look at this fucking asshole. I can't believe this fucking piece of shit. Like, they're laughing. And then Travis goes over and gets right in Tommy's face and has the, 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 what about a boy, you yellow? Yeah, obviously, joke where everybody laughs at Travis. Ha ha, racist fuck face. So that was kind of funny, but it also really fucking doesn't hold up well over time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it, it yeah, it's just it, it it just hits wrong. Like yeah. Jesus Christ! Like I'm watching them. Like nobody would want this fucking douchebag yeah. on their team. Like fuck this guy <laughs> the whole time. Oh, fuck Travis Brickley. I don't want to hang. I don't want to room with this. Kid. Fuck that guy right in the mouth. So now they cut to the American team looking at video of their fighters that they're paired up with because they already pre know who they're yeah. fighting in the tournament. Everybody's got a pre matched uh, person. So I I gotta say Wade. Catherine Wade here for a mental coach is not super helpful. (laughs) I don't think (laughs) because she's like, this is your guy. He's crippled more than one person with his power. A lot of people die in the ring. You guys know that a lot of people die. (laughs) She's super like negative about it. You guys might die. People die all the time. This guy's super fucking strong. (laughs) Crazy is somehow like whatever her narrative was on the screen, like the 16 millimeter footage on the, projector is exactly synced she's just like oh (laughs) he's crippled more than one man when he breaks these cement when he breaks his patented cement block move (laughs) like she she practiced her speech like in the mirror a lot beforehand but yeah she she doesn't she doesn't really amp them up here yeah she's not exactly uh what i'd call motivational (laughs) to the to the team (laughs) So then we have kind of a uh, a flashback because after Tommy finds out he's fighting Dayhan, <clears throat> won every major tournament in the last ten years. So Tommy has a flashback after this scene. Yeah, and he sees his brother get killed in a tournament fighting Day fucking yeah. So holy shit, there's a reveal in the movie. And now we have the Korean team running again to the Rocky music. Americans are now training to the theme song of the movie, the best of the best song. Actually a pretty solid song, I gotta say. Like, you know, a, a lot of times you don't get, you get that, but they, they, they had the budget in this movie to actually have their own theme song, which I thought was really good. It was good. Like, as far as movie theme songs go, where you're using the title of the movie in a theme song, it's good. Like, it, it doesn't feel super forced. Yeah. So this is the scene where Tommy and Travis are sparring and Tommy flips Travis. But when Travis lands, Tommy goes to punch them and kind of pulls it and doesn't yeah. hit him. And, uh, of course, <laughs> Travis is like, you chicken shit, punk!" Yeah. And like, he <laughs> calls him out. And then they get up and they bow and Tommy, or, um, Travis tries to do a cheap shot and Tommy flips him and, oh, that's enough. And Kuzo 
tells Tommy to go fuck himself, basically. You need to shape the fuck yeah. up. But then he says to Tommy, you didn't finish him. You had the chance to finish him. I don't understand. Why you would finish him in practice? Like, why would... You're fucking yeah. practicing. Yeah. He's your teammate. He's your teammate. Why are you going to punch him in the face? Yeah. He, Travis is not wearing any headgear. He's not wearing a mouthpiece. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're wearing these shitty little... Those old school fucking forearm pads that have the knuckles yeah. on it that are only designed to protect your fist, yeah. not the other dude's yeah. face. And he wants him to yeah. full on punch him in the fucking face and finish him in a practice session. What the Come fuck? Come on, Tommy. Why didn't you break his fucking nose just before he goes to Korea? <laughs> right? Knock a tooth out. That's some old school shoot a box yeah. fucking Vanderlei Silva shit from Brazil. Like, that's hardcore. Send him to Korea with just his. Just his teeth nerves dangling from his gum. <laughs> That'll be good. Oh, the nerve beavers dangling Just from his fucking... As he's whistling air in as he's trying to let his opponent... <laughs> and the air's flying right all over his teeth nerves. Well, I remember... I, I didn't even get that shit oh, at man, like, That was... Uh, just made me think of Ren and Snippy when... He just had all his teeth knocked out and just the nerves were there. And every time he was breathing, the nerves were just. <laughs> the nerve yeah. beavers were gnawing yeah. on them. Yes. <laughs> the nerve beavers. Anyway. Oh, fuck. So then we cut to uh, uh, Tommy's obviously fucked up about his brother thing. And they cut to the scene, which is, a, in my opinion, a fucking dope It's a dope scene. scene because, A, Tommy looks great the way they've got him lit. And the flashback. With the red coat. Uh, the, yeah. Dehan, uh, like his kick is perfect, man. Like it just looks so great yeah. on screen. It cuts to black and white. The mother crying. It's a really well done scene. Like just, it's a really yeah. well done scene. You get everything you need to know, and it looks badass at the same time. So, and Alex coming in at the end to be like, "Hey, man, you good? Like, are you cool?" Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." Dehan's training too. He's like, "Yeah, yeah," but Dehan fucking sleeps too. Like, it's a really good scene to show that they give a fuck about yeah. each other. They're be- they're becoming a team, <laughs> but you and know, then like, we they actually right have a good relationship. Fucking montage! <laughs> I raid into another a montage. <laughs> but this one, I I kind of because Dehan screams and punches the like ah! he's punching like, at the camera. I legit know then, that this movie in other countries is not called Best of the Best. It's called like Karate Erection or something in some <laughs> other language because. With all these goddamn montages and fucking cool moves and lighting, like you guys see, you guys see Eric Roberts and karate erection. Oh fuck, it was dope. Punch hard yeah. penis. Dayhan broke my brother's oh, penis. Fuck, that's funny. <laughs> oh fuck, that's anyway. Funny. But I, I don't understand. Dayhan punches at the camera, but then the two other members of the Korean team that they show, one guy is just punching into his own hand going, Hey, whoa. And the other guy's elbowing downward into his hand going, Hey, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> There's no like training purpose to that. The director was just like, do some shit. Look right down the barrel of the camera. Just look fucking uh, angry. Well, who do you want me to hit? Uh, just hit yourself, dude. Yeah, for hit your fucking self in the hand. And they cut back to, uh, Wade leading the Americans in a meditation session, yeah. which tra- which Travis is sleeping through yeah, hilariously awesome. because it's awesome. Which is exactly what I would do in a meditation session. And then session we cut like right that. to a bad shot of the Koreans <laughs> meditating under that big ass waterfall. Fucking dope, fuck man. yeah, we do. Cool. This, this movie, oh, it's so this great. Movie is just amazing. 
It's really, really good. That reminded me that that shot in the waterfall. Do you remember that old shot in Black Belt magazine? You might, you probably know this. You're a Weichi guy. The the Sanchin, um, they called him the cat, uh, Yamaguchi. And there's a there's a famous picture of him in a waterfall with his hands out in front oh, of yeah. him, and the water's coming down. It's super fucking cold, and he's all like flexed and shit. Well, there's a anyway, lot of that's what it reminded like, me of when I started. right after that waterfall, like the dudes are running on the beach, like very Rocky Three, like. This this movie borrowed a lot of good things from a lot of other good movies, and you know they put it together and it works. Yeah. Very Rocky Three, very Chariots of yeah, Fire, Chariots of Fire, Rock Three, yeah, basically right. any dudes running down a beach movie. Yep. So then we get a bit of a plot twist because right after this, Alex gets the phone call where Travis is a humongous fucking cock again. Yeah. <laughs> it's for you, get it, you want it, get it. Fucking throws the phone. <laughs> Anyway, we find out that Alex's kid, like you mentioned, had got hit by a car while riding his bike. And uh, as we find out, Alex says he might lose his leg. So Kuzo, he goes up to ask uh, Kuzo if he can go home to see his kid. And Kuzo basically says, fuck you. You're here. No excuses. No, no exceptions. And Kuzo's cold. Yeah, he is very much so. He has no sympathy at all. Like, it's his kid. He's fucking five. And Kuzo's like, nope, fuck you. And Alex is like, what? He's like, hey, we all have our priorities, man. Fuck you. And uh, Alex actually does a, I think Eric Roberts here did a really good job because basically Kuzo says, nope, you can't leave or you're off the team. And Alex very convincingly says, what the hell is wrong with you, man? Yeah, <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah. That's actually his. <laughs> like, Jesus. That's actually the best line that Eric Roberts has delivered in anything he's ever been in. Like, what the hell is wrong with you, yes. man? Like, that was actually <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? my thumbs. Um, but yeah. It was, yeah, it was good. It was a good interaction. Eric Roberts tends to overact throughout this film, but he did that pretty good. I find that it works though. Like I was thinking about that and every scene that I, that I thought back where I thought, ah, he really overacted there. It kind of worked like for me anyway. I don't know if it was for everybody, but it fucking still kind of worked. Oh, it totally worked. Cause I, you know, I watched it a I watched the film like a million times. A thousand like, times. Like, um, I don't know how many times I watched this. But I mean, even at the beginning, like Walter's riding away on the bike and he's like, I'm doing it. He's like, I know, Walter. No. No. And it's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, I taught my kids okay, how to ride a bike too. And I was like, oh, look at the little fuck he's going now. Like, you know, like, oh, he's doing pretty good. <laughs> don't fall oh, off. He's pretty good. He made it to stop sign. Eh, good for him. That was a balling. Oh. Yeah, you, you made it to the end of the driveway. Uh, Have fun storming yeah. the castle. <laughs> um, his shirt is is literally hanging off of him in that scene. Oh yeah, kind of a weird style flex for the eighties, but I guess that was what it was. Anyway, so Alex leaves. He goes home. He finds out apparently the leg isn't the problem, so the leg's fine now. I guess mm. um, the coma is the problem, so he hit his head or whatever. Yeah. Whenever so anyway, they wait, they wait, they wait, they wait. The leg wait. is the least of the fucking concerns, right? So I think they, <laughs> right. they must have done it. Like it must have been something in the script where, like, yeah, he might lose his leg, and they get there and they're like, yep. "Oh shit, this kid can't be conscious." Because <laughs> I actually have that in my notes. Of is there a script change here? Because something yeah. happened in there somewhere. <laughs> he might lose his leg. Because like you can't go. He might lose his leg. His leg is the problem. And then you get home and be like, "Well, his he might lose his leg, but his brain's actually coming out his yeah. ear." Um, that's probably the bigger problem I should have told you about earlier. Part of his brain. In, in hindsight, I should have Part actually. Of his brain is still on the foot of that Plymouth DeSoto. <laughs> but his leg is pretty bad. 
which which in hindsight is probably the bigger problem. Yeah. <laughs> but the, oh, you know the the thing about Walter is uh, that we were talking about too is Walter was the voice of uh, Chucky. Fuck yeah, he was Not Chucky Brad Dorf, yeah. but Chucky the good guy. Hi, my name's Chucky. Want to play like the high pitched Chucky, which is pretty cool. Pretty awesome. He had a, a decent little career after this. So they wait, they wait, they wait. Um, Alex finally, Alex, sorry, Walter wakes up. Um, everything's okay. I guess it's okay because Alex immediately goes back to camp. Like, legit. <laughs> so oh, he's out of the coma. Bye. <laughs> you got this, Mom? All right, bye. Everybody heals later. 100% of a coma 18 <laughs> minutes after they wake up. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he goes back. He begs to come back. This is legit. Bit of an overacting scene for him, but I'm sorry. It's good. Sorry. I, I, I Remember, still buy it. I just, I just started laughing because you know, like Walter wakes up from a coma and he's 100 percent perfect. I forget where we were, uh, but we were watching a stand-up comedian and he was just like, "Oh, you ever see stories all the time? They're like, oh, this guy's parachute didn't open. He landed on the ground and he lived <laughs> to tell the story." He goes, "Yeah," <laughs> but the story goes like, "My shoe." <laughs> <laughs> I forget where we started. Yeah, he likes to tell the story. Yeah, but the story is like my. I can't. Oh, uh, my, so, yeah, Walter just wakes up and he's fucking tip, tip, fucking top. Solid. And Alex Walter Brady runs solid. back into the room. Wearing that same bedraggled shirt that he wore when he left. Like, <laughs> yes. He hasn't changed yeah. yet. Hasn't showered yet. He is You can tell on the production, what? he just was like, run out the door. <laughs> okay, Alex, the scene where you come back. Uh, do you want a wardrobe change? <laughs> and go. Fuck no. <laughs> nope. Change my hair? Put it in a ponytail? Nope. Just tussle the hair a little bit, and I walk. <laughs> so he begs the guy. Kuzo doesn't want to let him back in, wants the alternate lined up, and they, uh, off Tommy, not Tommy, I'm sorry, off Alex goes. So Tommy now has to kick the pad. This is the pad kicking Where scene. Where Tommy's holding back. Tommy is holding back. Now, for some reason, and this has, this bothered me when I, only when I saw it now, not when I originally saw it, but this time when I watched it and was taking notes, my only question was, why the fuck is Virgil holding the pad? Yeah. If you think back, in all of the other training scenes, or a lot of them, there's like six muscle head dorks that are like holding their legs while they're doing sit-ups. One of the guys is literally sitting on a guy doing those inverted sit-ups yeah. on the back of a muscle head dude. Why the fuck aren't one of those guys holding the pad instead of literally the smallest dude on your yeah, team? Yeah, he's got to go fight. <laughs> Who has to go fight and you're letting this murderous killer kicker going to kick him? Fuck. It didn't. Anyway. So Tommy uh, is holding back and Kuzo, uh, because Don, the trainer, has found the footage of Tommy's brother getting killed by fucking Dehan. Yeah. So now those guys all know about the whole situation. So he, he being Kuzo, is like, this isn't going to change anything. Come on, man. Kick the fucking pad really hard. Yeah. <laughs> So Tommy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Okay, bitch. And lines Virgil up and kicks the living great shit kick. through the pad great out of Virgil. Kick. Great, great kick. Great, great, great kick. Listen, Philip Ree's kicks in this movie are stellar. Yes. The fact that Philip Ree and Dehan, Simon Ree are brothers, 
you can tell that they have trained and fucked around and fought each other together for, you know, since they were fetuses. That shit shows in the choreography. Yeah. Like, I tried to look up who the fight choreographer was for the movie, and they're, they don't have one listed in the stats. But Simon Reed, Dehan, is listed as the stunt coordinator. But that said, like, there's enough legit martial artists just walking the fuck around on this yes. set that they're going to make good fights. Like, the fights are going to look yes. good. Like, James Liu by himself, the guy that um, Eric Roberts fights, he's been in every goddamn movie ever with martial art. He was the fight choreographer in Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, really? Yeah, he's done everything. That dude's awesome. And like I said, every member of the Korean team are all super high-level, legit martial arts yeah. dudes. So there's no way the fighting's not going to look good. So anyway, yeah, Tommy Lee's kicks, badass kick, that spinning back kick that just knocks Virgil straight through the fucking air. Tommy gets all freaked out. He runs away. And Tommy and um, Alex run into each other outside because Tommy's now quitting the team because he's freaked out. And this is actually, I, I dig this scene a lot where Tommy and, and Alex are talking. Yeah. And Tommy wants to quit and Alex is leaving. And basically, Tommy sort of comes out and admits, like, I'm fucking scared of Dehan because yes. he killed my brother. Which is super legit, because of course you're fucking scared. This guy's a murderer, legitimately. <laughs> like, so they have this big fight about, you know, you can't leave. Alex says, you can't leave. And he has the big speech about his wife dying, which was actually, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I thought that whole thing was, was great. He was like, your brother's gone. My wife is gone. Like, I, 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 it's very believable and good acting um, that's put together in this scene and really shows the two of them working together. I, I, I enjoyed that scene. And it's very dude. Yeah. Like, it's very what dudes do. Like, when he said, you know, when my wife died, I just took all those feelings and just fucking packed that shit in and I didn't let any of it out. Like, that's what dudes do. Yeah. And he said that and was like, you're, and you're fucking wrong for doing it. Yeah. Don't do that shit. And when he says, you're an asshole if you leave, fuck you, and like throws him the keys and then Tommy leaves, you can tell he's pissed yeah. at him. It's a good scene. Solid fucking scene. So, uh, anyway, they go. So Wade, Catherine Wade, actually gets the footage from Don of, of Tommy's uh, brother dying in the tournament. Tommy is now montage of driving around to very thematic music. One thing I thought was kind of funny, um, they're showing Tommy driving around, and <laughs> they show kind of a, a shot from through the handlebars of Tommy's bike mm. on the road. And you can see the speedometer, and he's only going like 70 kilometers an hour, like 45 miles an hour. <laughs> He's not, he's not like flying around trying to kill himself. He's like driving very sensibly <laughs> through the, through the mountain, just a scenic drive, you know, nothing crazy, nothing crazy. Kuzo pulls up on a bike next to him. You're holding back, Tommy. Amazing. You won't be on the team if you don't twist your right hand, Tommy. Twist your right hand. Open the throttle. <laughs> Open the throttle. <laughs> oh my god, that is amazing. <laughs> if there's ever a scene that I want to see in a film, it's that. It's that. Just a black helmeted guy, and he just flips the fucking face mask up, and it's Kuzo. Come on, Tommy. That'd be great. Oh my god, that's amazing. Somebody somebody oh, needs to make that scene. That <laughs> needs to be edited in immediately. Can you imagine, that fucking can you imagine if you like, somebody actually inserted that when you were a kid and you just rented it, brought it home? Flip. 
Oh my god. I would fucking die. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh fuck. <laughs> All right, so they come back and this is where uh Wade confronts Kuzo about the whole Tommy's brother thing. And she actually has a pretty good line here where she says, If you pull one more stunt like you just pulled with Tommy, you won't have to get on a plane because I will personally kick your ass from here to Korea. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking great line from her. And then we get the whole plot reveal of Kuzo coached Tommy's brother on that team and got him killed because he didn't push them hard and didn't make them hate his guts. Yeah. And fucking, so he's not going to do that shit again. So then we get the three remaining members of the team. So Travis, Virgil, and uh, Sonny come in and ask Kuzo. Tommy actually says, we need Alex and we need Tommy to win. So hooray, Travis is changing and not being a racist piece of shit, at least towards Tommy anyway, which we'll find out later. So then Alex comes back. Hooray. Um, he's back on the team. Tommy apparently is still driving around. Uh, long drive for him. He sees a couple of young kids and their brothers and brothers. And they one of the kids drops the ice cream, just like Tommy did when his brother got killed. But the older brother gives him his ice cream and pats him on the back and tussles his hair. And hooray, life goes on. I guess everything's okay. Mm. So that's the, I guess, Tommy's okay now or whatever so the team is there's one actually there's one other thing i must have missed this in my notes going through it but there's one thing where there was a flashback at one point of tommy's brother getting killed at the tournament and one shot of like it's it's a sad scene but his mom is like holding the the dead brother on the mat at the mm. tournament but fucking nobody else is there like a doctor is walking away the crowd's left like there's nobody there, like, helping yeah, this kid. It's actually... I, like, they just fucking, oh, I guess he's point. dead. So, yeah, and they, everybody leaves. Like, there's no paramedics there. Like, people don't just die. Yeah. <laughs> like, you try and help yeah. them and shit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, it's clear. It's so, clear anyway, that um, he's dead. I'm just yeah. going to move on. <laughs> We're just going to, I guess, the cleanup janitors or whatever. Is there janitors around? Okay. So, they're at the airport. They have to leave for Korea. And somehow, Tommy knows where they are at the airport. Um, they, he shows up and I, one quick thing I noticed at this point where Tommy runs up to the team to get his ticket, to go to Korea, like the team, Kuzo, they, they didn't know Tommy was going to show yeah, up. But they, yeah. Yeah. They got a ticket for him. Where's the fucking alternate? Oh yeah. Where was the alternate? There should have been an alternate there to replace Tommy <laughs> to go fucking fight Dayhan. As a sacrificial offering, because who the fuck else yeah, is going to beat Dayhan? That would have been awesome if somebody would also edit in somebody in the background going, God damn it. <laughs> God fucking, Tommy fucking, come on, man, for real? Shit. <laughs> or just going, whew, I don't have to fight Dayhan. Yeah. Fuck, thanks. thanks. I'm, I'm going to go get some fucking in and out and go home. Like, see you later. <laughs> I'm going to go to this bar across town that had a, just got wrecked last week for some reason. Um, <laughs> They're having a sale. <laughs> Closing down sale. I can buy a fucking. <laughs> once, once they get to the tournament, man, this tournament was done well. It was lit well. Like the dudes are all there. Like it, it was, it, it was dope. I liked it. This is this is one of the top tournaments in movies. Like for real, the when they arrive, the one thing I thought was kind of funny was when they arrive. There's signs on the building for judo and taekwondo, but there's no sign for yeah. karate. <laughs> anyway, Ahmad Rashad is the announcer, which yeah, is kind of cool. awesome. Kind of awesome. And at uh, one minute, six seconds, one minutes, one hour, six minutes and 40 seconds, we get the movie title. 
you give everything you've got, everything, with all your heart, you'll be winners. That I promise you. You can be the best of the best. Of the best, yes. Hooray! <clears throat> so then we get the blood sport type tournament. It is very blood sport. Uh, blood sport came out the year prior in '88. So this tournament is very kind of blood sport esque, where you have the raised tournament surface, mm. darkish lighting with the crowd kind of around it. But cool, very very fucking cool. Travis is still in his Stetson. Yeah, very Willard <laughs> from Footloose. He still looks like Willard. Uh, the team square off here. Super tension. Dehan does not bow to Tommy mm. Lee. Dick move from Dehan. Um, Ahmad Rashad says that this tournament uses a blend of Taekwondo, Karate, Judo, and Kickboxing, which makes me question why it was the fucking U.S. National Karate Team. But anyway, Alex, uh, he, as he's stretching out, hears his son in the audience, Dad! Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Chucky. hey man, how'd he how'd he get here, yeah. <laughs> Chucky? <laughs> Kuzo's like, man, yeah. I don't know. I just wanted your son to watch you get your ass kicked in. <laughs> yeah, Tommy <laughs> leaned over. Oh, Alex, that's a bad idea. <laughs> I can fuck that kid up. Are you sure you want him here? <laughs> yeah, I brought him here. I'm going to get him some ice cream next. No, Alex. <laughs> get your son out of here. You're not going to be able to hold a fucking ice cream next. <laughs> At least not with your fucking right hand. <laughs> so, anyway... On with the tournament. Sonny, <clears throat> Sonny's up first. Choreography's a little choppy on Sonny's fight, to be honest. But uh, somebody, th- his opponent hits Sonny to the back of the head with a fucking ridge hand. This movie's big on the ridge yeah. hand technique. <laughs> they use it a bunch. Sonny gets his ass handed to him in this in this first fight. He loses uh, 11 to 7 points-wise. I have no clue how they're scoring points. Yeah, I don't know how the point system is going on. But Sonny ends up losing 11 to 7. Uh, and then Virgil is up and he's fighting his fella. And Virgil gets his ass stomped by this dude. <laughs> Virgil ends up at the end of Virgil's fight. Uh, the score is 20 to 9. So it's a, a tabulated score that just continues to add up. So Virgil actually lost his fight 9 to 2. And then Travis is up. So now Travis is fighting and he's Travis is laying some shit down. Like Travis is pounding this dude. And as much as Chris Penn is not what you would probably consider athletic per se, he lands a spinning back fist. That's fucking money. Like, do you remember that, that shot that he hits with the yeah, spinning back fist? Yeah. He's, it's he's the shit. His, his kicks are pretty sloppy and they have no power. Um, yep. You know, throughout, but I mean, I understand, you know, he's, he's Chris Penn. He's not, you know, a martial artist. He's, he's an actor. He's an actor. So, um, but they make it look, you know, somewhat believable. They're like, oh, you're going to be a street fighter, just like fucking Booger or Buddy from Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, <laughs> Booger. That was in Bloodsport. <laughs> Booger. Yo, Frankie. Yeah, the guy. That guy from I forget his name. I can't remember his name. But we'll, we'll get that name when we do Bloodsport. But yeah, like like the, the, the guy given the point flag is about yep. 40 times faster than Chris Penn's kicks. Right, like Chris that's Penn, true. Chris Penn throws a goddamn kick that lands, and the guy holding the point, like, like is way faster, way faster. So he hits that spinning back fist, is badass. Then there's a scene in the fight where Chris Penn gets uh, tripped down to the ground and then kicked in the face for the point, and he hops up 
and he reverts back to his super racist person yeah. and he jumps up and he starts going, come on, Kim Chi yeah. <laughs> starts calling yeah. this fucking guy, Kim Chi. First of all, it's a Korean guy. He's in Korea. There's a billion Korean people watching him live. And he starts calling this dude, Kim yeah, Chi. Everybody starts booing. Obviously the, th- now that I find somewhat believable because in the movie, he's kind of a racist piece yeah. of shit. What I don't buy is when he jumps up and starts yelling, come on, Kim Chi, Frank Cuzo, the coach of the American team, goes, Travis, behave yourself. <laughs> and he, he, like, he like fucking laughs at him <laughs> like it's the cute little, oh, he's our little asshole. <laughs> that shit's not funny. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> You're in an international tournament representing your country. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? I didn't buy that. It, he would like, like, oh, you can be racist towards the Koreans. Just don't be racist towards me, the black dude. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't buy that shit at all. But anyway, that fight, Travis actually does well, and the fight ends up in a 3-3 tie, so they have to go to a breaking competition, which, of course, Travis goes to the breaking competition because he didn't pay attention to Wade and the mental shit and all that stuff. So they have 10 concrete slabs they have to break through, uh, break as many as they can. Travis, for some reason, elects to do a straight downward punch. Mm. Not what I would choose, but I'm not a breaker guy. So he clearly, when he punches down, breaks seven of these uh, of these slabs. And then Tong Sung Moon, his competitor, elects, as, as Ahmad Rashad says, using a uh, highly unusual technique, the ridge hand. <laughs> Once again, the ridge yeah. hand comes back. And he hits this bra- and breaks. Very clearly, he breaks eight. Yeah. Um. Which leads to one of the yeah, funniest moments in the movie him. because, the <laughs> oh my God. That actually, that actually made me laugh. Like the racist stuff is not oh, funny. Yeah. But... <laughs> what are you counting him, <laughs> count him for? When Chris Penn, Chris Penn is at his absolute best when he is yes. annoyed and frustrated. Because like when he, in this movie, when the, when the ref goes on and very pointedly looks at each unbroken block and there's only you can very clearly see there's three in front of Penn and two in front of the other dude <laughs> and like you said what are you counting for man like come on <laughs> he's super upset very much like in Reservoir Dogs <laughs> remember when <laughs> Mr. Orange is shot and Mr. White Harvey Keitel is like well we got to get him some help how come you're not getting him some help <laughs> Chris Penn is like okay Mr. fucking compassion I'll fucking call somebody <laughs> Who are you going to call? A fucking snake charmer. What do you think I'm going to call? A fucking doctor. <laughs> he's he's so good when he's fucking annoyed and stressed and pissed off. So Travis ends up losing this particular breaking contest. So now we have Alex coming up to fight. Uh, what's his face? James Liu. So the score right now should be uh, 23 to 12 in favor of the Korean team. So Alex is up. They cut to Mr. Blue watching in the bar. And again, Wade, for a mental coach, you got a fighter going out to fight somebody that you've known about for three yeah. months. Maybe have some shit to say. Yeah. That's helpful. Don't be just like, go get him. Get that job. That's all she says. Uh, go get him. Go get him. <laughs> like, like, she's clearly getting paid for this gig. Like, have some shit to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, step to the left, man. Head off the center line. He's open to the low roundhouse. Like, have some specific shit that you're going to tell the dude. Nope. Go get him. <laughs> so he yeah. goes out. Fucking cool, cool choreography for this fight. This is a good fight. 
They fight to the end of the period. And at the end of the first period, Alex does the, I'm going to kick your ass. And they square off and grab each other and fight. And the teams rush up and they have a big square off and a kind of a bench clearing brawl kind of thing. But nobody actually fights. They just kind of push each other around. And Dehan and Tommy Lee square off. Super tense. Very fucking cool. So Alex is leading. They go through the second, um, the second round. And that gets finished. And in the, in the third round, I think, between the second and third round, Alex is leading. And Kuzo at one point says he gives the sidestep and use your ridge hand. Which, that is what I expect from coaches. Really good, specific shit to tell your fighter, right? Sidestep, use your ridge hand, which ends up totally working. James Liu comes out and he looks completely fucking spent and beat the shit out of. Alex uh, hits that sidestep, hits the ridge hand, gives the coach a nod, everything's cool. But then James Liu does that jumping axe kick to Alex's bad shoulder and fucking ruins him. So Alex is staggering around. His right arm is tucked in behind his right leg and he's all fucked up and far from home. And he goes over into the corner and apparently has time to try and come back or whatever. They try and give him, I don't know how much time, but this is where we get arguably the best line of the movie that we have used throughout our lives for the last 30 years (laughs) where he doesn't want to quit the other team, the team members, Kuzo, Wade, they're all like, come on, man, you're good. You're done. Let it go. But he doesn't want to lose the points. So he tells Tommy, puppet, puppet. Listen here, Alexander, we can't let you go on. Your shoulder's dislocated. We're going to have to stop this thing. Right, coach? You did your best, Alex. Catherine, take it to medical. No! Puppet, Tommy. Shit, Tommy, puppet! Tommy grabs the arm, pulls it, pops it back in place. Alex screams, which is clearly traumatizing for his son. (laughs) Puts his son in therapy for the next fucking seven years. And then he tapes it up. Now... Again, we're talking about Eric Roberts no, potentially I overacting. I think it was a little bit more even. I think so too, because, you know, I used to play rugby and shit in high school. and We had to do dislocate his shoulder in practice one time. And one of the guys ran up behind him and sort of tried to give him like a, Hey man, you're doing okay. And like a pat on the back thing while his shoulder was dislocated and it dropped him to his knees and fucking ruined him. Right. So when he says, tape it up, tape it up. If I'm not, it's over. I can hold him up for 30 seconds. God damn it, I said, David, ah! Ladies and gentlemen, I've just... Right, and he does that that screechy line. I, I totally yeah, bought I that as pain. So they tape it up, and they basically tell him, okay, you just got to hold him off for 30 seconds. You got 30 seconds left in the match. You just got to kind of get on your bike and run away. Now, again, Wade, it's not her fault. It's not... Um, what's the actress's name yeah. again? Sally Kirkland, is that yeah. right? Sally Kirkland, yeah. It's not her fault. It's the writing. But the writing here, like, Eric Roberts is getting ready to go back out for the last 30 seconds. He's got the thousand-yard stare. He's doing his thing. And Wade is next to him in his ear. And all she's saying is, put your mind somewhere else. Let the pain go. There's no pain. There's no pain. And all I'm thinking is, stop fucking saying the word pain. Say any word but the word pain. <laughs> like you're just telling him and reinforcing that he's got fucking pain in his shoulder. No. Not a well-written scene for her. <laughs> he gets out. Alex gets on his bike. He's running around and he ends up hitting a wicked back fist and ends up kicking James Lou right off the fucking stage and winning that match and collapsing in pain. And it's the shit. It's fucking I, awesome. I thought it was really well done. Like exceptional, but not as good. As, not as good as the, the next one. 
No, no, no. The the climactic fight is the the pinnacle of the movie between Tommy and Dehan. It, it honestly, when they come up, it feels very Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris mm. in in Return of the Dragon. Like they square off, and it's got that real like, whoa, this is big. Like something big's gonna happen here. Except <laughs> it's like square off. You ready? Okay, go. And Dehan immediately jump yeah. punches Tommy squaw in the fucking face and drops him. <laughs> like. The fight would be over no, right it, there. It, it, it takes you off guard. It's it's good. Like the it, it holds your attention. That's what I that's what I like about it. Oh, and he's quick, and it like you can tell it's a well executed technique, and it smashes him in the face and drops him. Like it was legit. There's some yeah. really good choreography in this movie or in this fight, particularly like between like you yeah. can tell that these dudes know each other. Like once you know, oh, they're brothers, and oh, they're both like multiple degree black belts in Taekwondo. That really shows. So Tommy, Tommy lands. Um, Tommy hits the axe kick. That's fucking dope. And when Tommy hits the axe kick, we get the great line from Travis. Yeah, drop like a toilet seat, Tommy. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck that came from. Drop him like a toilet seat. <laughs> so then, uh, Tommy does a jump kick, and Dayhan kicks him in the dick. So he does a nut shot of Dayhan. Kuzo's yeah. like, that's an illegal hit. Which, I I have a hard time figuring out what illegal hits are and aren't in this movie, but that the the, the kick to the to the groin referee uh, shakes his head, gives a warning to Dehan, and Dehan laughs at Tommy's. Tommy's dick is not happy with this, so that's the end of the first period. Right at the end of the first period, Tommy gets kicked in the ball sack. So Dehan swats the water away. Fuck hydration; he doesn't need water. Tommy needs um, he needs six points. Mm. Or a knockout to win the fight and to win the tournament. <clears throat> Dehan shuffles out like he has fucking Parkinson's right after he chuckled at Tommy Lee. So I don't know what happened between the dick kick and the ha ha ha, I'm awesome, go to the corner, swat the water away, to I have to shuffle yeah. out for the next period. But he went downhill. Yeah, probably edited. There's, there's probably some editing that, that came through for that. Yeah, there's something going on there because there was a drop in, in Dehan quick. But anyway, Dehan elbows Tommy's face, which again, Kuzo yells out, that's an illegal hit, which the referee didn't see. And then Tommy comes back, very Hulk Hogan-like. It's 33-29. Tommy hits a kick here that I have remembered for 30 years that where he does was... that triple kick, pop, 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 right? Where he yeah. kicks like the yeah. thigh, the stomach, and the face, like all in one kick. Yeah, Dude, it's, just... it's the shit. I have thought about that kick for 30 years. Just really, really quick. So fast. Just pop, pop, pop. Like, so quick. It's awesome. Coolest shit ever. 33-31 for Tommy. Now, Tommy does a jump, like, sidekick stomp to the side of Dehan's knee. If if kicks to the dick are illegal and elbows to the face are illegal, how the fuck is that legal? The side of his knee, like, fucking crack, breaks his fucking leg, basically. Then, Dehan's on his knees. Tommy does a jump spinning hook kick, like, basically a jump wheel kick to the back of Dehan's head, which, I don't, again, I don't know how the fuck that's legal, but that shot where Dehan's on his knees and Tommy does a jump and he drops as he throws that spinning wheel kick and ends up in that, like, crouch position while Dehan's face down. One of the best shots in martial arts movie history, in my opinion. That shot was fucking awesome. They finished the lights all down. Dehan's out. 
Tommy stands up and Dehan struggles to his feet. And now we get the Dehan's just kind of standing there. His yeah. eye patches off, his eyes all milky and fucked up. Now Tommy can, he's got like 20 seconds left. So Tommy's setting up that Virgil spinning back mm. kick. I'm going to kill this motherfucker. Yeah, because he, he cranks his little foot there. Like, you know that Tommy's going to, he puts his foot, he loads his foot yeah, he, into kill mode. And Frank's like, no. Everyone's like, yeah, no, he does that little no. crush the ant move. Yeah. No, Alex does the coach. He's going to kill him. No. Tommy, come on. No, Tommy. So they all say no. The clock ticks down. Tommy's yeah. fucked up too. Like, Tommy's all yeah. swollen, screwed up in his face. Anyway, clock ticks down. Tick, tick, tick. Dehan's out on his feet. Time runs out. Dehan collapses. U.S. loses. Korea wins. Hooray. Tommy's all alone on the mat because the other Korean guys come up and grab Dehan. Tommy kind of turns after the thing, walks off, and Kuzo grabs him here. They lose 33-32. And when Kuzo takes him, and and I'll tell you, man, say what you want. This fucking still gives me a bit of chills when Kuzo goes... You won that match. Don't ever forget that. Mm. Like, don't ever forget that. Like, that shit was good. Like, that still hits. He is hard. an actor. He is an actor, man. James James Earl Jones is a motherfucker, and he pulled that shit off because that still gets me. So then they cut to the medal ceremony. Korean teams getting medals, and the U.S. team obviously looks sad because they lost. Dehan looks sad. The Korean team is happy. They get their medals and all of them except Dehan, who's looking down at the ground. Then he starts to stagger over to Tommy and sort of looks up and Tommy kicked Dehan so hard. He speaks English now. (laughs) (laughs) He gives him his little speech about, you know, you're, I'm sorry about your brother. I offer myself, blah, blah, blah. And gives him the medal and they hug and it's awesome. And then James Liu comes over, gives his medal to Alex and they have a cool little, that cool little exchange is kind of awesome where uh, James Lou says, like, you're Alex Grady and you're from here and I know everything about you. And Alex is like, you're, you're whatever the fuck your name is. Yeah, and I know all I ever want to know yeah. about you. <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> Gives him his medal. Anyway, so the Americans get the medals. Hooray. Everybody wins. Cut to credits. Fucking yeah, dope fantastic. movie. Like I said, I, I, I watched it so many times and it's just, it's well constructed. It's got great storytelling. For the for the most part, like the martial arts are really top notch for a martial arts film, like really top notch for like that tournament style. Uh, just just kills it, and it's got some hilarious moments. It does. It's got some really funny moments. Like you said, the martial arts are are among the best. Uh, again, because they have awesome people in it. Like the Korean coach um, is He oh, Il yeah, Cho. Yeah. Who's a ninth degree Taekwondo master? He used to sell like, shit he's a in black magazines. I'm pretty sure. Fuck yeah, he did. Like he's one of the old school um, Taekwondo like master masters. So him, uh, Ken Nagayama is one of the guys. He's another uh, martial arts guy. He's from. He still has a school in Burbank That's now. Crazy. Another guy is uh, Hosek Pak. He's a Tang Soo Do grandmaster. James Liu again. He's been in everything. Walter, the kid that played Walter, his name is uh, Eden Gross. Yeah, he was in a lot. He actually, well, he got his he got his first degree black belt in Tang Soo Do when he was eight. Oh, I didn't know that. So how about they got his second degree when he was 15. So anyway, Mr. Blue from Reservoir Dogs, Eddie Bunker, he's credited Stan. as being Stan. Fucking yeah, cool movie, was, man. Uh, Fucking cool yeah, movie. it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed doing the rewatch on it. 
I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed all those moments that yeah. made me laugh. Then uh, still made me laugh. Music got me pumped up. Montage of montages. Yep, <laughs> rolling through the film. Uh, I thought it was solid. I think that's a lost art. What do you think? I yeah. just got three questions here. I want to end off with. What do you think? Either one or more than one moments in the movie are your kind of Bruce Leroy hands glowing sort of, oh my God, this is the moment in the movie that's awesome. Like the sort of oh, peak geez, moments in the movie. Peak moments in the movies. And then that movie, like I would have to say the the tournament at the end, I thought I thought was was like done exceptionally well. Like um just the way yeah. that they had the the stadium, the way that they had the lights, the way they had the the, the crowd, um, the way it looked and the way it was lit, I thought was really really solid. Yeah, from a from a watchability perspective, if I if this movie's on and they're landing yes. in Korea, I'm watching um, the rest of the movie. Like the, I'm not going anywhere until this movie's on. and stuff like that, I really really thought were great in this as well. I'd say I'd give that my number two. I don't have one because there's several of them, which yep. make them really great. No, no. Yeah, that's why I said I want one or more than one standout. That's your questions, right? Or no. Oh, you just wanted my standout. Oh, okay. That's no, no, question. that's, yeah. that's I'd one question. Say, I'd have to say the tournament. I got two I more the tournament was done really, really well. I enjoyed that. Yeah. The bar fight, I would, I would lead the, I would throw the bar fight in there too, just as another sort of moment that's like, woo, it's kind of awesome. But yeah, the the standout moment is definitely the tournament at the end for sure. Okay. Second question as kicking back to the name of the podcast, what offended you the most about this movie? I have to say Travis's racism is really the only thing that offended me about this movie. Um, Yeah. It has to be Travis's racism and you know i'm not even <laughs> i i know a woman gets punched out um and physically assaulted but i think the racism is worse because because the punch was yes fair enough uh even though it was played with jokes yeah yes that, that's that's what offended me in this film <laughs> do i take the racism or the, or the domestic violence <laughs> what offends me more i'm gonna piss off anyway yeah who am i going to offend most by saying my answer yeah i had travis's racism as well um with with the close second and third being the girl getting punched in the face in the bar and the use of Catherine wade i think she could have been put to much better use and been a better character but 100 percent, if i have to pick one it's travis for sure uh the third and final question should this movie be remade no, I don't. I don't. No. I, I I think that movies should not really be remade that are good. If you want to remake a movie, make something that almost was a hit. You know what I mean? Like with this one, this is just yeah. like solid. One hundred percent. Like just leave it alone. Go go remake Flight of the Navigator or something like that. Something that you know, like hey, let's let's. Yeah, or the quest, or, or the quest. Some of those movies that were like, man, that was that was like, you know, you'd like to see something done with done a little bit better. Uh, I heard they were remaking Mortal Kombat with an R rating and doing it better. Wouldn't be hard, mother. You're alive. Too bad you will die. That was part two. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> 
Shang Tsung. Ooh, ooh, yeah, da. Speaking of overacting, yeah, Shang they, Tsung in Mortal Kombat. They should they should leave best of the best alone. So, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you're. They should 100. They should have left. They should have left Footloose alone. They should have left Point Break alone. A lot of those, like you said, if it's a yeah. good solid movie, leave it alone. Like I will never yeah. watch the Footloose remake. I will not watch the Point Break remake. If they ever remake Roadhouse, which they fucking better not, I won't watch it. Roadhouse. Because Roadhouse is Roadhouse. You know? They should not remake this movie. And again, I agree with you on the first there two we questions. Go. So. Well, that was fun, dude. We'll, uh... All right. That's a wrap. That was totally fun. We will decide uh, over the next week or so what movie we're going to do next. Once we decide what movie we're going to do next, I will put it up on the You Have Offended This Podcast Instagram page. You can follow me there or follow us there at You Have Offended This Podcast on Instagram. We'll put it up so you can check it out and follow along with us on the podcast. And we will be back in very likely two weeks to do another You Have Offended This Podcast.